Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 104. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having an amazing week. So we're getting even closer to Christmas. And you know, one one of the things I love about this time of year is people just generally seem to be happier. Generally, there's a slump after sort of the summer break where, you know, the weather's changing, it's miserable, it's cold. But there's just so many people are smiling more. They have that just that little bit more of that um, positivity going through them. So, you know, it's a, it's a lovely, great time of year. And, of course, we're coming up to the, to the Christmas the Christmas Day festivities as well. So we've got a great guest for you this week, John Hinkle. Now, it's 100% certain that everyone listening to this podcast is experiencing some kind of change or transition in their life or business. How you navigate these transitions determines your ultimate success. Today's guest is John Hinkle, an author, speaker, and personal growth coach who's empowering men and women to navigate those changes and find their second half purpose. John's experience working with Fortune 500 companies has equipped him with unique tools to help others reach their own personal and business success goals. He's here today to share five practical and transformational principles from his book, Shift, moving from where you are to the life you want, to empower you to move from your current unfulfilled status to the future of success and purpose. Welcome to the show, John. Hey, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me on. I've been looking forward to talking with you and your audience uh, for a long time, so thank you. It's well, you're welcome, and I'm really looking forward to have this conversation with you. So, John, before we really get into the um, the cool bits, can you give us a backstory of what's brought you to this point today? I would be very happy to. I don't know that it's an extremely exciting story, but I'll give it to you anyway. So, what led me, what led me to today and having this conversation uh, with you is about a 30 year corporate career that I. Um, ended about five years ago and I was going through a time where I had risen up through sort of the ranks in the corporate you know world and realized that I had gotten to a point that I was not going to be able to achieve what I really had wanted to achieve in life and I also got to a point that I understood for the first time maybe and maybe it's because I'm a little bit slow-minded but I understood for the first time that my that there was no security in what I was doing and that somebody could make a decision very quickly that could end that career, and I had no plan B, no sort of second thought about what my life would look like or could be if that ever happened to me. So I uh, ended my corporate career at uh, about five years ago, and during that time, I was really seeking and searching, trying to understand what could I do when I left. And I spoke to a lot of people, my peers, and people who had made that jump from a corporate world into an entrepreneurial world. And we all sort of had the same story. These were my contemporaries, people my age. And the story was this, that we all started out in our corporate life thinking that we were going to you know, rise to the top. We were going to be the guys that made it. And you know, when you're young, you start out, you're always very ambitious and ready to go. And then life happens, right? You end up uh, having kids, which is a wonderful thing, but kids need braces and then kids need college and then you have a mortgage and you have all of these things that become 
uh, I wouldn't say a distraction, but they become a certainly a big part of your life. And your ambitions sometimes when that happens kind of have to be put on the back burner because what you have to do, your job and your responsibility is to making sure that you've got the security for your family and that you're, you know, doing what you can do there and you're, you're putting other, you know, people's needs and, and, um, desires and for their growth and their well-being ahead of yours. And so I think that happens to a lot of guys my age. And then when kids leave the house, you start uh, thinking, oh my goodness, you know, what happened to all those years? And um, it, it makes you stop and pause and think, okay, what am I going to do next in my life now that I have the time to really stop and think about what I can do and what I can accomplish? So uh, last year I wrote a book called Shift. And it is a book about, it's a character-driven book. So it's a book about a person much like myself and much like the people that I spoke with during this journey of mine who had a career that was mediocre at best. And he realized that he was never going to uh, achieve the success that he thought that he could uh, achieve in the environment that he was in. But it wasn't until a crisis happened in his career that he was able to take that step out and learn the principles, which I call shift principles, that helped him to move beyond where he was and achieve the things that he wanted to achieve in his life. So that is in short order what brought me to our conversation today. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? You do, you do, you come full of full of gumption and you go, okay, you know, this is what I'm going to achieve. And sometimes it can be a bit of a shock. And the, the path sometimes we design for ourselves when we're young, to what sometimes the path turns out to be when we're older. Absolutely. And that is for everybody. And if you think when you're young that there's a straight path to success in your life, you'll f soon find out that that path is full of potholes and, uh, and yeah. routes and you have to go backwards and sideways and, you know, fall yeah. down and get up and run and jump. And, you know, it's not going to be the smooth path that everybody thinks it's going to be or hopes it's going to be. Yeah, no, absolutely. So let's look at the um, the shifts. Uh, the shift is it based on is it based on a, a philosophy that you've created? Is it based on um, that combined with your life experience? It is, and it's uh, the life experience of me, and I think again many other people who are who are my age, and probably even people who are younger. And shift is the book shift uh, teaches principles called shift principles, and shift is an acronym. And uh, walk through what those acronyms are and what, what it means. But what I want to tell you first is that the shift principles are really sort of a game plan, sort of an instructions, sort of a mindset that you can adopt to help you manage changes in your life. And, and we're talking about maybe career changes here, but really they're universal in sense of any change. And uh, if you need to make changes in your personal life, your business life, your health, wh whatever it is, these shift principles can be principles that you can kind of look to to help guide you and how to move forward. And the shift principles are also there, you know, sort of one, two, three, four, five, but I want to make sure that everybody understands that they're really very interrelated. So you can't just do one, one of them and then you're fine. You really, these all sort of mingle together and it's more of a mindset. So the first shift principles is S obviously, and it stands for seek advice. And I think any time we're going through a change in our life, we need to surround ourselves with people who can help us make that change, who can help guide us, people who've been there before, people who know us, know where our weaknesses are, know where our strengths are, and can really surround us and help us get to, to where we want to be and to achieve what we want to achieve. And 
I know that in America particularly, maybe it's in other cultures as well, we, we like to think of ourselves as self-made men and self-made women, but that's really not the truth. Nobody makes it alone without the help of an inner circle of people who help guide them and, and pull them forward and pick them up when they need to be picked up. And uh, examples of that, I would just say, you know, everybody, you know, um, King Arthur had his court, right? Uh, Robin Hood had his married men. Jesus had his disciples of all people. You know, Jesus needed a group of men around him as well. So I think that that is very much the first one. When we're going through a change, we need to make sure that we've got the right people around us to help us manage those changes in our careers and our life. So that's the S. The H stands for honor your past. I don't know about you, but I think probably is true of you, is, is true of everybody. You, as you're going through life, you're journeying through, going down that path, you pick up a lot of baggage, and you end up carrying a lot of baggage along the way, right? And I think in order to make any change in life and to move forward, you need to kind of stop, open up the baggage, look and see what's inside of it, figure out what, is, what you're carrying that you need to continue carrying to move forward successfully, drop the things that you need to drop that are holding you back and weighing you down and keeping you from achieving what you want to achieve. And an example of that might be in your career, a lot of people hang on to failures that they might've had in their earlier parts of their careers or in, in an earlier business. They may have had business failures or setbacks in a project or something that really set them back into in, where they needed to go and help and resulted in a lot loss of confidence maybe in their abilities or some resentments. And I think it's wise for us to always open up all those bags, look through them, figure out, you know, if we have those things in our lives that we need to drop, figure out what they are and drop them. And, you know, we've all heard that a life unexamined is really no life at all. And the, the age is really about, about that. And then I think it's also important to know that you can't have success in your life unless you've had failures. And going back and kind of examining those failures are very useful in order to help you make sure that you succeed moving forward. So that is the, that's the H part of shift. The I is, is about investigating options. And, you know, we talked a little bit about this. I think, you know, people think, and I do, and you do, that there's only, we take the easiest straight route to get to the place we want to go in life or, or anywhere. And sometimes that route gets you stuck and sometimes you, you hit a roadblock and for some of us well I'll give you an analogy we talked about um, where I live here in Texas if I wanted to drive down to Austin Texas I would get on a freeway and for about four hours I would be on a direct route to Austin Texas well this freeway this highway has been under construction for probably 30 years so there is always a slowdown or a stoppage or something on that road but it would never occur to me to ever get stopped on that freeway and decide, okay, well, I guess I must turn around and go back because I can't get there. No, I would never do that. And you wouldn't either. What you would do is you would pull out your navigation system and you would look for an alternate route to get to Austin. And that's really what we need to do in life. And sometimes when we're in business or entrepreneurs, we get stuck and we give up, get discouraged, and we don't keep moving forward. And so what we teach in our masterminds and in our courses and in my one-on-one -on -one coaching is, look, there's more than one way to get to where you're trying to go. And the important thing is, is to find those alternate routes. And I help people find those alternate routes to get there. So that's the I. 
<laughs> the F very quickly is about focusing on purpose. And there's a lot of stuff, you know, focus on your why. And those, there's a lot of, you know, books written about that. And it's, it's a very good thing. Uh, but it's such an important thing to understand where your goals are and where you're trying to achieve so that you can be laser focused on that. So that if you're on that road and you get sidetracked, you can always find your way back on because you know where you're trying to, to go. And I think a couple of thoughts that I, I always like to share about this idea is that people think of your why or your purpose as being some of this big sort of big global thing that's, that's so grand that it's almost impossible to think about even achieving. But I think your why can be smaller than that, but just it's significant. I mean, your why can be being the best businessman you can be, the best father you can be, the best husband you can be, the best person in your community that helps your community. So what I try to make people understand that your why doesn't have to be unattainable. It should be attainable. That's why it's your, and that's why it's your purpose. And then I think the other part of that is I really try to help people focus on who is that not just their why, but their who. And if you're trying, if you're trying to achieve goals only for yourself, for your own satisfaction, at the end of the day, you'll be totally dissatisfied with the result. And so we really look at, you know, who can you help? Who can you involve? in your purpose so that your purpose doesn't just serve you, but it serves uh, something greater than yourself. And then the last one is just take ownership, right? I think if you did all of the other things in the shift principles and you didn't take ownership at the end, then you wouldn't achieve anything. So the whole ownership idea is about, um, and I know I'm talking probably to women in this audience too, but it's just to man up, do the things that you have to do to make things happen that you, that to fulfill your purpose, you know, you're responsible for the decisions, you're responsible for the processes, you're responsible for the success, you're responsible for the failures and you can't blame others. You can't make excuses. You just have to do it and keep doing it. Be persistent, be resilient until you achieve the things that uh, you're wanting to achieve and that you need to achieve in life. So those are the five shift principles. And uh, as we apply them to business there, we have tactics and, you know, things that we do to help people achieve those, but they're also very universal in the sense that you can take those same, those same shift principles and you can apply them to almost anything. And uh, they're, they're a great guidepost for how to move forward. Yeah. The, the, I, I really love that. Cause I love the fact that, you know, you, it's, it's each one is kind of like not uh, creating the momentum for the next one in one way or, yes. you know, and I love the fact that, you know, when you look at, the big one for me is the taking ownership because I don't think enough people take responsibility um, for many things. And it's not until you take responsibility, that's when the stuff starts to happen. Um, I think we're, you know, there's an awful lot of people that go, well, you know, I'm going to blame and I'm going to, you know, say that that's caused that and that's caused that. But actually the only thing that can really change that is when we actually step up and go, okay, what am I going to do about it? Exactly. Um, you know, and I think that, and the other one, which, um, you, um, alluded to was when you talk about seek advice and you talked about masterminding, um, there as well. Now for me, masterminding is one of the most, apart from having a coach, it's been one of the most, um, impactful and beneficial strategies that I've implemented in my life. Um, is is the mastermind part of that seek advice part of that um circle of yes. uh, support oh absolutely it is again i think you need to have that close circle of people around you and what a mastermind does as you know because uh, you're part of one 
is that you have a group of men who will, you know, pull you up when you need to people who have been maybe one step or two steps further down the road in a certain area than you are, or who have a skill set that you don't have, or who will tell you to just cut the BS and get honest, <laughs> which is, which is the problem for most men is that we don't want to be honest with ourselves and with others. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what you mean. I honestly don't know what you mean, John. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's important to have those guys, and that's what a mastermind can do. You're all working together to achieve things for each other and with each other that you could never achieve by yourself. Yeah, and the and the other one is, I, I suppose the, the 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 in fact, you know, all of them are, are highly, highly, highly impactful and influential to each other. Um, the investigate options is is that also about questioning yourself to to kind of like go well hang on what is it that i actually want rather than maybe or what is it that someone has said i should be it is exactly that and again as i as i said the shift principles are very much interrelated to one another so that for this finding your purpose is very much related to investigating your options i remember when i was younger my mother was a real estate broker and a home builder so she was a very much of a self-made woman and very go-getter type, but she was a saleswoman. She, she could sell you anything um, in, in the most convincing way. And she, I remember her telling me when I was kind of getting into college, a university, I think you would call it, and um, trying to figure out what I wanted to do, she would say, you need to go into sales. Sales is it. That's what you need to do. If you want to be a success, you, you need to be a salesman. That was the last thing in the world that I needed to do. And, you know, I had this voice in my head for many years that, you know, I was letting somebody down myself down or maybe my parents down by not pursuing something that they had dreamt for me uh, or thought that I should pursue. And it wasn't until I was able to get old enough and realize who I was and what I was good at, more importantly, what I really wasn't good at or wasn't made to do um, that I was able to really be honest with myself and figure out how to move forward. And it's not to say that I always made great decisions because I made terrible decisions many times, but those terrible decisions were good lessons to help me, you know, figure out what I needed to do. Yeah. And it's like you said, you know, success doesn't happen unless you fail. That's right. You know, you've got, you know, the, I think some of the, you know, you'll read it in some of the books is, you know, if you want to, if you want to be successful, you know, fail fast and fail big. Yes. Um, you know, your people are so frightened of making mistakes. Yeah, it's the only time we will learn is yes. when we're making mistakes. Because if we don't make mistakes, we all keep on that same direction until yeah. at some point we come to a block. Yeah, and I think, you know, I mean, to get really philosophical about it, success can't happen unless you have failure, just like light doesn't exist if you don't have darkness. Uh, so they have to, they're opposed to one another, but they have both have to exist in order for each of them to exist. So just before we jump over to the second part of the show, I wanted to tell you about this fantastic workshop that is someone who you might have already heard on the podcast. In fact, he's the only guy that's been on the show twice and interviewed. It is the presentation genius himself, Dr. Simon Raybould. Now, Simon is running, and he only does this once a year, he is running a live training course in Newcastle-Pontine in March 2019. And you use the discount code GeniusIQ, then you will get £50 off the ticket price. All you need to do is go to presentationgenius.eventbrite.co.uk 
and you know take action now I have done Simon's training he is my go-to guy for any presentation training any skills that I need to develop in how to do that and if you are looking to be able to make awesome presentations pitches or reports addresses to the board or just hit that job interview out the park I'd highly recommend this workshop remember Genius IQ at presentationgenius.eventbrite.co.uk and get £50 off. So act now. Brilliant. Okay, so what we're going to do now is we are going to jump over to the second part of the show. That's where I get an opportunity to put you on the hot seat and ask you a set of questions. I ask every guest who appears. So are you ready? I can't wait. Okay, so question number one. On average, how much time do you dedicate to self-development a week? Well, if I were to be honest with you, I would say that I'm not consistent with that, but I would say that I probably put in about 10 hours a week. Okay. Um, okay. And, I, and I would consider that, you know, reading, obviously reading the things that it will help me, uh, podcasts like this and listening to your podcast and some incredible people you've had on have been, you know, that's part of I consider my personal development. Uh, audible books. I try to listen to those as much as possible when I'm driving, particularly. So probably around ten hours a week. Just just for internet. Have you ever heard of Scribe? Yes, yes. Um, I've started to use Scribe, and Scribe is fantastic. It doesn't have the same selection as Audible, but I like the fact that you can listen to loads because I think with Audible that um, that credit is is like gold dust. Yes. So you don't, it's like, well, hang on, I've got 20 books in my wish list. What is it I'm going to spend it on? But at least with Scribe, you can just jump and use. Yeah. Listen to whatever you want. That's awesome. I, you know, I haven't actually used it, but I do know of it. So I'll, t- I'll check it out for sure. Yeah, it's really good because I like the fact that you can read books. You can look at manuscripts and documents, and also you can look at audiobooks. And they're not sponsoring the show chats, although if they're listening, anytime. Um, okay, question number two is what book has made the biggest impact to your self-development or personal growth and why? And that is a big question because there's so many books I've read over the year, uh, over the years. Um, I'll give you two stories. One is, or two, two ideas there. One is, um, the book that I read that, that really kind of helped me figure out the kind of book I wanted to write was a book called Getting Naked by a guy by the name of Patrick Lencioni. Patrick Lencioni, I'm not sure if you've heard of him. He's in the U.S. He's a speaker, writer, consultant. He has a company called The Table Group in San Francisco area. And he writes books that are sort of character-driven. So he teaches principles, but they're through a character and his experiences. And I really felt that was compelling, so I used that, uh, that model for mine. And the current book that I'm reading now that I really love because I need it so badly. It's called The One Thing by Gary Keller. Okay. I'm a fan of essentialism. I've read One Thing, but I I found essentialism more, um, is enjoyable the right word for those sort of books, but more impactful and more more kind of like kicking me up the butt. Um, But I do love The One Thing as well. Yes, very good. Um, And it's it's such a simple... um, philosophy but you like sit there and going oh why didn't i think of that but you don't you when you're in it you just keep on doing what you what you've always done yeah and i think that the, i don't know about you but i am a person that has a million ideas and they come to me all throughout the day and i can get unfocused very easily 
And I also get very caught up in uh, all the things that people tell you you should be doing. I try to do them all and I get myself wrapped up in the axle. And so the one thing has really been a very important book for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the um, question number three, what app makes the biggest impact to your business or life? <laughs> well, again, this is one of those, I don't, this is not a very exciting answer, but on my Android phone, I have an app called List Note that allows me to just, it's, it's just a transcriber. So I can talk into it and transcribes it and then I use that for a blog or I'll, you know, sometimes when I have an idea that I think is an awesome idea, I'll just, you know, speak it into into that so that I can capture it for another moment. So it's a, it's a transcriber. Is it like Dragon Speak? Um, you know, I, I've not used Dragon Speak, but, okay. but it's the same way. You talk in your phone, it transcribes it, you can then send it to yourself or send it to other people, share yeah, it. Okay. So. I've never heard of that one. That'll be a one I will be trying out. Okay. Um, question number four, what's your biggest business mistake and what did it teach you? Well, again, I've lived a long life, so I've had many, 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 many mistakes. I think the one that I'll share with you is that early in my career, in a corporate career, I was in a place, in a position, and working in a department where I felt totally under siege. I felt like I was not performing, or at least I was not, my people who were over me were not feeling like I was performing like I needed to. I had different ideas than they did. I didn't, we just didn't click. We didn't, we weren't on the same page or the universe. And I felt completely under siege and at risk of losing my job. And I did a very immature and foolish thing in that instead of trying to understand what I needed to do or trying to kind of build, um, rebuild or, or kind of overcome that, I did what some young people do who are stupid. I just quit. Um, and I jumped. You know, I felt threatened, so I escaped. And what happened in doing that was it wasn't, I didn't plan it. I didn't um, consider it at all. I just made a rash decision. And it's sort of like being on the edge of a pit and you're just jumping because there's a lion behind you. So you jump into the pit because there's a lion and then you find yourself in the bottom of a pit with no way to get out. So that was sort of a, sort of a thing that I, a mistake that I made that I, you know, never, never, never give up or jump ship before you have a plan. Um, it's quite a common theme um, that um, with the the even uh, quite a few of the guests who have come on the show, they 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 have learned that lesson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting one. Yeah, I think we all fear, and when we fear, we we try to yeah. escape, and and that's yeah. a human condition, I think. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Or oh, you have some people who do the ostrich approach, yes. which is just bury. And and hope it'll go away. And quite often, it never does. Really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Question number five: What are your challenges in harmonizing work and life, and how do you manage them? I think uh, so. If you were to ask me this maybe five years ago, I'd give me a completely different answer because I had kids still in the house. But uh, but we're empty nesters now, so it's much easier to balance life and work now because it's just my wife and I and she you know has her own career and does her thing as well so I think um, balance isn't as much of a problem in terms of that I think my bigger problem is really how to focus how to maximize my time and my focus during the day so that when I'm on I'm on and when I'm off I can really truly be off 
Okay. Okay. Well, that's an interesting one because there's an awful lot of people who are, are like us because I'm the same as you. Um, and actually, for one of my um, one of my big things this year is um, to improve my focus on specific things. I can, I, you know, when I need when the when the um, when the anvil is about to be smashed, I can I can do what I need to do, but I need to focus on certain things because I'm a creative grenade, as many of my yes. friends and my masterminds call me. Yes. Um, how do you? How are you looking at managing that? Because I know there's an awful lot of people who are listening to this show, who are exactly the same. You know, they've got so many ideas that they want to do with their business or whether they're coaches, trainers, or whether they've got a different type of business. They've got so many things they want to do, but it's being able to manage that energy into an effective force. Yes, and I think, you know, that is going to be my life struggle or my life order to try to, try to manage that. But I think it goes back again to the shift principles. And when I become unfocused, I have to recenter myself about what am I trying to achieve? What's the purpose? And I have to stop and weigh things that I'm trying to do against that. Is this helping me go toward that or is it a distraction? And I did a blog not too long ago about, and the, and the title of it was, is it really an opportunity or is it a distraction? Because I find in my life that sometimes I will, an opportunity will come up and I will grab it and I will not have thought through it carefully. And it, it, instead of being the opportunity that I thought it was, it was really a distraction for what I really needed to be doing. And I stopped to think about that for a while. Why am I, why do I do that? Why do I keep doing that to myself? And part of it is because it's easier to go towards an opportunity than it is to struggle with a purpose so, uh, so I think I do it sometimes because it's just easier to go that easy way and to take an opportunity that's presented to you rather than to ignore it or to discard it and do the harder thing, which is to stay on the path you're on. Yeah. Yeah. Are you by chat? Are you a perfectionist as well? I am or recovering perfectionist. A, I think I'm a I think I have my own measure of perfection that I think may be different from other people. And what I try to tell myself and what I've heard before, and I, I believe this, is perfection is the enemy of progress. So I really try to be gentle with myself. I don't beat myself up on details. I beat myself up on the things that, the big things that I don't achieve. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay, number six, what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? Wow. Um, I think it is putting the systems and the processes in place so that you can concentrate on your business instead of being trapped in your business. I think that is probably the number one. And I don't still, again, I don't know that I have all of that figured out yet, but, but I think I am not a real process person. I am a big idea, big, and I'm not sure. It sounds like you may be the same. I'm a big idea guy. And sometimes when it becomes processes and, and, um, you know, you know, processes and systems, I, that's where I fall down. That's just, I'm just not geared that way. And so I've had to learn how to turn those kinds of things over the best I can so that others can do the things that need to happen that will help make me a success so that I can concentrate on the, the bigger things that I know that I can do and that I was called to do and I'm skilled to do. Yeah. I think for, for me, yeah, I am, I am the same. Uh, for me is if you look in my journal, my journal has got huge of um, mind maps or flow bo flow diagrams 
to try and get my head into, hang on, how does this all this work? Because I'm just looking at all these design things that I can do and creative things that I can do rather than putting them all in place. And I have to say the godsend for me was Zapier or Automate or something like that, where I can actually just make simple turn processes to go, if it does that, then it does this. So those sort of things massively helped me get my, and I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm still getting my systems into place to make it. I think it's always a thing, isn't it? You always, you're always working to try and improve. Um, I'm a, I'm a big believer of, uh, I think I probably pronounce it wrong. So I do um, apologize. Is it Kaizen? Um, the art of improvement that I think Toyota use it and a lot of the car industry uses it. It's a philosophy about constant improvement. Yeah, I know. But it's but it's it's that sort of thing. It's about but it's you've got to make sure that at least you're not always improving before you find out whether it's worked or not. Yes. <laughs> it's just that thing always moving the goals in front of you. Yeah, and you know the funny thing, and maybe you're this way as well, because I do coach people, and so oftentimes I'm coaching people telling them, well, if you're trying to get here, you, you should probably think about this, then that, and then, you know, I, I, it's easy for me to help map out <laughs> for other people, but it's almost impossible sometimes for me to map out myself, and I think that's just true because I'm so close to it, and, and I've got the insecurities about it, and all those, all those sort of things that go on in your head that I don't have to worry about when I'm really helping other people figure it out for themselves. Yeah, well, it's 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 all it's in some ways the way I say it, it's it's like a clarity process, because it's you know I, I, uh, there was a quote or something that says you know when two when one person teach teaches another two people learn, yes, um, and it's very much like that. And I think it's you know I think it, it's one of the huge gifts that um, I have in being a coach and like yourself is to be able to do that. But at the same time, you're always learning. Yes. You know, co- coaching someone else is a huge part of my own personal development. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I agree 100% with that. And I think that's, again, goes back to that, the shift principles of the seek advice. I mean, you yeah. need to have people around you who can help you see past yourself, yes. uh, which is very, very hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so number seven, what is your definition of success? My definition, well, you know, I would love to not have to say that money doesn't factor into that, but I think, you know, if we're going to be real, then, then, you know, then we all need to live. But you know, having a few dollars in my pocket is, is always nice. But the other thing I would say about this and in and, and the time that we, you and I are talking this week, a former president of the United States passed away and I've been kind of watching the, you know, the services and the different things that are going on. And one of the things that I've heard people say was that he was a good and great man. And that has just struck me all week thinking, you know, man, I hope that when I, you know, pass on one of these days, people will say that I was a good and great man. And I think there's a difference there. And I think I have a pretty good shot at being thought of as a good man, but I think I'm going to have to really work hard to earn the idea that uh, people will think of me as a great man. And so I think to me that would be success. I love that. But what a lovely mission to have. Because you're uh, only going to positively... One, but it's one that you can work on for the rest yeah, of Yeah, but it's, it's, like a, it's, it's like you are constantly looking at helping others. Or, yes. you know, Absolutely. so, you know, what a, what a great mission to have. It's, and at the end of the day, that will never be what you... It's what you do, but it's actually what people perceive. Yes. So, and I love, I love that. That's brilliant. Okay. Um, number eight... 
Do you have any daily routines or rituals that make a huge impact to your day? Yes, I get up before anybody else does, and I insist on that because I, I need to have my couple hours in the morning uh, where nobody is talking to me. I don't put on the TV. I don't let anything distract me. I do. Um, I have a, a thing that I do is I read through the Bible every year. So um, I have a schedule for that. So I kind of read and meditate and pray a bit in the mornings. And then I think about what I need to get done and what the, what the one thing, this is what this book is teaching me from Gary Keller, the one thing that I need to, to really focus on that's going to move me forward on that day. So that's pretty much my routine at night before I go to bed uh, or when I'm in bed, I try to reflect on the day and I try to reflect and I'm not always good at this. So, uh, so I'm not bragging about this at all because I don't do it well often, but I, instead of worrying about the things that happened the day or the things that may happen tomorrow, I try to just really think about a couple of things that good that happened, that something that I was grateful for that happened. Um, day. So, and do you, do you um, use do you use a journal or uh, or anything like that to help you sort of do that reflection? I do, and I keep a journal with me uh, all the time, and it's I use it to jot down notes and ideas and thoughts, and uh, and yes, absolutely. Okay, and is that a sp- is that like a free writing journal or is it a, is it a structured journal? It's a free writing journal. I mean, I guess I loosely cover you know have a structure to it, but it's really just sort of a reflection of my thoughts. And, you know, it's funny because you say that because I, I have a father-in-law who's, who's elderly now, but he was a physician for many years and he's written a journal for probably 60 years. But, it, but it's really funny because when you read it, it's like a doctor's journal. It's got up at 6.30, ate breakfast, went to the hospital at 9.15, delivered four babies, you know, it's, it's that kind of journal, and it's so funny to, to read it. But, um, but mine is much more about thoughts, feelings, ideas, hopes, wishes, that kind of stuff. I love that. Okay. Okay, so we're on the final question now. It's a life lesson question. If um, all you got to do, pick a number between 1 and 50. I will pick the number 6. Okay, so number 6. Um, so these are lessons that I've learned through being ill and starting my own business and a uh, a serious amount of reflection. Um, number six is a really um, intellectual one. Um, let go of crap. Um, so really what that focuses on about is, is we, you know, as we grow up, we are collecting loads of negative stuff, what people have told us, um, experiences that we had. And some of us collect it and collect it and collect it. And it holds us further back. And it keeps dragging us back and it affects how we live our lives. And one of the most liberating um, things I ever did was give myself permission just to let it go. Because if I kept on holding on to that, uh, use it to help me move forward, but not use it to stop me. Um, yeah. And it was a serious momentum killer um, for many, many different things. Um, and... Um, I'm just wondering what you think about that. I think that that is awesome. I think it's brilliant because, and I think um, that that is what I was really trying to convey in one of my shift principles and talking about the baggage that we all carry. That we, at some point, you've got to stop, set it all down, open it up, investigate it, figure out what it is that you need to carry forward that's going to help you succeed, and then drop those things. And I'll be very cautious to say that sometimes the people closest to you 
could be the thing that is holding you back. And I'm not at all advocating, you know, dropping people in your lives, but I think you need to drop uh, some of maybe the impact that they have on your life that they really shouldn't have in terms of, of how you feel about yourself. And, you know, your, your journey is only your journey and nobody else can, can understand it, live it. And um, so you really just have to listen to your own voice and move forward. And, and if some people disagree and if some people don't quite get it, then that's okay. You shouldn't drop them, but you should also not let them override your own voice and your own vision of what you need to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, in 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 the Success IQ model, um, I do uh, um, I have support structure. So it's making sure that you're developing a good support structure that to help move you forward. And I always ask the question, you know, friends aren't always the best choice for your support structure. No. And it's identifying a friend who is prepared. You know, they may love you. They may think the absolute world of you, but they'll say what they want you or they'll say what they think they want to, you want to hear rather than sometimes, sometimes people need to have an honest, well, if you're asking for my opinion, that's fine. I'll give it to you. And it's having an assessment and, you know, family can be a difficult one. Yes. No matter how much you love them, but sometimes they're they're not the one to share your purpose on and your passion and what you want to do, because sometimes there's a generation difference, or sometimes there's a life experience difference. And, and it's, sometimes, sometimes well, it's because what you do is going to impact them. Absolutely, and they're yeah. not ready to change, or they don't want to change, or they don't want to go along for the ride. Yeah, and and sometimes and you know no matter how much you love, the jealousy is involved. Yeah, they don't want to see you be successful and and kick your life, you know, out, out of the ballpark. They 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 are quite happy with them being mediocre or living in mediocrity, and there's an expectation that you should be happy with that too. Yeah. And it, it's life is a difficult thing, but life is a an amazing thing, and ultimately it's just about being happy. Right. Well, and that's why it's so important to have that right group of surrounding you. And yeah. I've, I've heard it said, and I'm sure you have too, that you are you are the product of the five people that you surround yeah. yourself with. Yeah. And I think, I think there's some truth there. Absolutely. Okay, brilliant. So the floor is now yours, John, for you to share how people can find out more about you. Where can they get the book? Um, please share, share away. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you for allowing me to do that. So shift... The book shift, it is available on Amazon, so people can go there. I wish I had a picture to show you because you could probably look and see lots of things called shift on Amazon. But this one is uh, called shift, and the subtitle of it is called, uh, says, Moving from Where You Are to the Life You Want. And it is uh, something that I wrote with a co-author, a friend of mine, and his name is Russell Lake. So you can find it on Amazon, but you can also go to our website, which is, which is shiftprinciples.com, and you can see more about the Shift Principles, learn more about them, learn more about mastermind groups and, um, and courses and those kinds of coaching and those kinds of things. But for your audience, I wanted to do something special, so I created a special page for them to go to. So if they would go to shiftprinciples.com forward slash success IQ, I've got some special offers for your audience and I got three things to offer them. One is that we have an infograph of the shift principles in an illustrated form. So 
nice to hear them on the on the you know the radio or or on this podcast, but uh, it's also nice to have them in front of you uh, so that you can refer to them. So you can get that free. It's a free download. Just go to uh, to shiftprinciples.com forward slash success IQ and you can pick that up. Secondly, if you want to get a book and don't want to go through Amazon, I will uh, have a free book for you, Shift for you. Uh, you can get it there. All I ask is that you pay for shipping and handling to get it uh, from my living room into your uh, your hands. And then, um, and then the third is if anybody wants to talk about their life or their challenges they're going to or the shifts that they're making in their life and need someone to kind of talk through or somebody who can help coach them through, I'm very, very happy and would be elated to have um, a conversation. So you can reach me by going onto that site and uh, clicking on and getting a 30 minutes for a free discussion with me about what's going on in your life. Brilliant. Thank you very much, John. John, it just leaves me to finally wish you the greatest success. Thanks very much for joining me on the show. And I hope you have an amazing day. Fantastic. And I wish you the success and also your audience. So firstly, just let me say a massive thank you to all of you who've taken the time to listen to the show. And for those of you who are sending me emails to give me feedback about the show, what you like, what you'd like to see, I am extremely grateful to you all. I would be really grateful as well if you have time and the inclination to jump over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the show as it really does help me stay on my mission which is to help people create and live an exceptional life. Finally, you can get hold of these podcast show on many different platforms. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, all of those ones that you probably listen to regularly. Um, all you need to do is hit subscribe and get them straight to your phone, which makes life so much easier. So just finally wishing you an amazing week. Take care. And don't forget to keep pursuing the exceptional. <laughs>